The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Ian Stewart. Virginia's first-ever redistricting committee missed its deadline last weekend to draw state legislative maps. As Ben Paver reports, tensions continued to flare at a virtual meeting on Monday. The bipartisan group is still at odds over fundamental questions, like what makes a map politically fair. The debate became more personal after three Democrats walked out of a meeting on Friday, although all three were back Monday. Mackenzie Babashenko is the Republican co-chair of the commission. I did talk to some people over the weekend on both sides, and I would just say that it seemed as though there was just a fundamental lack of trust of of each other's motives. The commission technically has an extra 14 days to break the deadlock over General Assembly districts. On Thursday, they'll decide whether to keep trying or pass off that duty to the Virginia Supreme Court. They'll also discuss how to move forward with congressional maps, including whether to continue using two partisan map drawers. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Today is the deadline for Virginians to register to vote in the November election. Voter information must be updated if you have moved to a new address or changed your name. To register, go to your local register's office or the Virginia Department of Elections website at elections.virginia.gov. Voter information can also be changed through the DMV. Election day is November 2nd. Attorney General Mark Herring, who is running for re-election, is criticizing his opponent, State Representative Jason Miares, for sending people to jail over what he calls minor crimes. As Whitney Evans reports, many of those arrests were for marijuana possession, which is now legal in Virginia. The campaign for Democrat Mark Herring provided a list of more than 500 cases that Jason Miares prosecuted during his time as assistant Commonwealth attorney in Virginia Beach. Many are for public intoxication, sleeping in public, and marijuana possession. Virginia has legalized marijuana, and that shows that it's not the kind of prosecutions that the people want in Virginia. Miares, now a Republican state representative, opposed legislation to decriminalize and eventually legalize simple possession of marijuana. Herring says that makes him out of touch with voters. Other examples Herring's campaign provided include a man who tried to steal about $100 worth of items from a farm fresh and a woman who stole from a Dollar General store. Almost all of these defendants were black, the document stated. Herring calls the offenses crimes of desperation. In talking with other prosecutors, I don't think that's where they think the resources should be directed. Miares disagrees. I would not classify any crime that's low level. If I'm a struggling shopkeeper and I'm struggling to put food on my table and I have somebody that's stealing, I would never classify that as low level. He calls Herring's approach a criminal first, victim last mindset. Miara's points to a recent spike in violent crime. Mark Herring said that the, and this is a tweet he sent out, that the attorney general is responsible for the safety of Virginians. Well, by every objective measure, he's failed at that job. However, the spike in violence isn't isolated to Virginia. Violent crime rates nationwide jumped 30 percent during the pandemic. 
And while the murder rate has continued to rise after the 2020 spike, overall crime rates have declined. Miares argues he has a more common sense approach to criminal justice reform than Herring. He points out that he voted with Democrats in 2016 to restore voting rights for nonviolent offenders, a bill that did not pass. He adds another example. I supported raising the grand larceny threshold that hadn't been raised in, in quite some time, and it was creating felonies out of people that weren't felons. So I, I take a very balanced approach. Miaris has the support of law enforcement groups like the Fraternal Order of Police. Dana Schrad is executive director of the Virginia Association of Chiefs of Police, which does not endorse candidates. She says local police agencies focus on the priorities of the communities they serve. If you've got a high homicide rate and you've got a bunch of cold cases that have not been solved, that redefines what a low-level offense is for that community. Brad Haywood is a public defender in Northern Virginia and a criminal justice reform advocate. He says, according to state police data, only about 3% of arrests in the state are for violent felony crimes. And that figure holds in Virginia Beach as well. Most of the time what people are getting arrested for, it's things like trespassing, disorderly conduct, drunk in public. Data from the Department of Criminal Justice Services also show violent crime was declining in Virginia Beach from 2006 to 2015. That's the time frame in which Miares was a prosecutor taking people to court there for crimes like marijuana possession and petty theft. Haywood says a lot of these people have a serious mental illness, are homeless, or have substance use disorders. It's like the exact kind of stuff that criminal justice reform is trying to target. We have a smarter approaches to social problems like this. Herring and Miares will have an opportunity to highlight their policy differences at a debate on Wednesday. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Richmond's third official Indigenous Peoples Day was celebrated Monday at the Virginia Museum of History and Culture. Dr. Sheila Elliott is a member of the Nottoway tribe, which historically held land in southeastern Virginia. She is hopeful the Nottoway people can continue to share their history and cultural values, specifically around conservation and environmental protection. Um, a lot was taken away from us, but we still persevere. We're still here. We have a lot to give. The Nottoway tribe gained recognition from Virginia in 2006. Currently, they're working to get federal recognition. But Elliot says generations of poor record keeping by the state has made that process difficult. The Maggie L. Walker Governor's School has been accepting white students six times more than black students for the past five years. That's according to an investigation by the Richmond Times-Dispatch. It also found that this year was the first in the past 20 where the majority of students selected weren't white. Conversations are being held on how to make the school's admission process more inclusive, such as removing a standardized test and replacing it with an essay. Richmonders in need of essentials like food, water, and supplies for children may soon have a place to access those resources completely free of charge. Meg Schifres reports. Mutual Aid Distribution Richmond, also known as MAD-RVA, has been supplying vulnerable communities with essentials during the pandemic. The resources are donated through individuals and local partnerships with farms. The group is now fundraising to open a free store in the next year. Yaya Ogoldes, one of the organizers, says they're hoping it will be located in Richmond's Northside neighborhood. Choosing Northside was also an intentional decision because at the moment there isn't a viable grocery store in Northside. 
Ogodes says the store will resemble a regular grocery store in every way, except that all the products will be free for those who need them. Matt RVA has set a $30,000 fundraising goal to open the shop. Meg Schifres, VPM News. Tonight's Board of Supervisors meeting in Prince George will be the first live-streamed and archived on the county's website. According to the Progress Index, the county is using about $100,000 from its American Rescue Plan funds to cover the cost to launch the streaming service. Before, the meetings were broadcast using Zoom, and citizens could comment live. The Zoom link option will still be available. For VPM News, I'm Ian Stewart. This newscast was recorded on... Monday, October 11th. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.